Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That's right, you got a dance for no extra charge! <laughs> Welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime! Yay! Thank you so much for coming out. We are recording this. Ooh. It will be released <laughs> as an episode. Oh. So it's pretty exciting to be part of history. <laughs> That's what they'll call it. This is history. And what are we about? I mean, I think the best way to understand if you've never been or you've never listened is think of us as a panel show if they let more than one woman on at a time. <laughs> it works. It really works. It's good. Yeah. We're like what British television will look like in about a hundred years. Ooh, oh, someone booed. <laughs> I've literally written this down. We are so excited to be at Leicester Square Theater. I didn't have to write that down, but it's helpful. Wow, somebody has some blinking lights on their head and I'm gonna pretend it's not distracting me. <laughs> They've sat in the front row too. They want oh, you. And they have baubles on their beard oh and my. the Drunk Women Solving Crime t-shirt. Oh, yes! 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 Can security? My friend. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Thank that you for coming. little light of yours, you better let it snow. What's your name? What's your name? Glenn. Glenn. Welcome, Glenn. Oh, That's hi, Glenn. Glenn's security detail, Glenn. <laughs> okay. Full name, Glenn. No. Right. <laughs> Thank you for Guys, coming. It's, I mean, we're, we're in this holiday mode where it's like, is it too early? No, it's not too early. Look, I have spent upwards oh. of 17 pounds on this dress. <laughs> And so with that, I would like to introduce... <laughs> I mean, that much. That's... Oh, no, do your, do your this is where. Oh, do you do that before or after the guest? So I'm going to introduce... <laughs> I've got this, Wilkins. It's okay. I'm going to introduce my fellow detectives here. So with us, as always, is this... Oh, my God. It's like my mother's here. <laughs> Honey, cross your legs. They can see your pants. <laughs> With me, as always, is the comedian and author, Katie Wilkins. 
<laughs> Katie, how much did you spend on your outfit? Oh, um, I think this jumper was more than 17 Dollars or pounds? Ooh la la. <laughs> and to my left, we have screenwriter Hannah George. Oh, what an intro. What an but intro. I'd save that for myself. Ooh. <laughs> Hannah's Very got pleased. some actors who she's written parts for in tonight, I think. <laughs> did you hear her? There she is. Um, <laughs> Hannah, how much did your outfit cost? Uh, do you know what? Uh, so this is a Christmas jumper. What film's it from? It was probably about 17 pounds as well. That seems Ooh, like, yeah. The ah. 17 Club. Why am I asking what everything costs? There's a reason. It's because tonight's true crime has a lot to do with monetary value. Ooh. Yeah, we are about so much more than murder, guys. <laughs> we do all of it. What is drunk women solving crime? Guys, it's where sweet vermouth meets super sleuth. It's where mulled wine meets parking fine. <laughs> and it's where spiced glug meets violent thug. <laughs> Woo, yeah! It took me two days to write this shit. It's a true crime podcast with a twist online! Right, without further ado, I would love to introduce our guest for the evening. She is a comedian, improviser, musician, presenter. She's the star of the MASH Report. Fuck me, she's talented. Say hello to Rachel Paris! Oh, so many bubbles. <laughs> yeah. I've never worked in a bar. <laughs> oh, Hannah. Rachel, I'm not even going to ask what you spent on your outfit because I think we all know it was a lot more than us. <laughs> I think you'd be okay. surprised. <laughs> I think you'd be surprised. Oh, it's, I mean, this... Oh, it's a podcast. It won't work. <laughs> it's it's long. Look how long this skirt is. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. Let's say it's not made for me. That's um, wedding <laughs> That's a train in the that's front awesome. and the back. That's exciting. Rachel, please, can you kick us off? Yes. By telling us, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Yes, I have. <gasps> Scary. <laughs> um, Good panto reactions, guys. <laughs> you guys are panto ready. <laughs> I'm the villain, by the way. It will become apparent. <laughs> so, I'm not. I'm really adorable. <laughs> Did you, you do this? Um, so I found it quite hard thinking of... I know yeah. a lot of your guests say that. Like, it's hard to think of a crime that's been committed against you. But I twice uh, have been uh, the victim of theft. Ooh. And both thefts were musical instruments. Oh, no! <laughs> I love musical instruments, but I just can't hold on to one. <laughs> Was it your parents and was it a recorder? Yeah. <laughs> Mine went missing as well. Um, one of them was when I was about, uh, I think about 13, I lost, I got a clarinet stolen. Oh no! Which is really sad because I knew, I knew that like my parents had really had to like save oh, up to buy me a clarinet. Yeah. And I was such a little twat and I, <laughs> I just was carrying it and I just, I sat down on a, bench like before getting a bus and I put it down with my school bag and when I left I just left my I left it there oh. and I went back and it gone and that uh, was awful but oh. the worst but sort of worse was about um nine years ago uh when I was really sort of gigging around the country and I just started doing musical been doing musical comedy for about uh, a year yeah. with my like really really <laughs> cheap keyboard you know <laughs> that I picked up for like ten, a tenner or something and uh, I was on the train after a gig in Bath or something and I'd put it in the I want to say vestibule oh like the luggage Ooh. bit on the top like, no to be fair I'd left it because it was it was big it was a chunky motherfucker and I'd put it <laughs> in the um in the, y the bit where people stand I think vestibule oh, works for everything like I use it when I'm in bed where the prams go and everything yeah there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'd put it there yeah. and I just sat down near and I thought I had my eye on it like I'd sat so that I had yeah. like half an eye on it kind yeah. of thing and <laughs> I got up at the end of the journey and it had gone <gasps> oh, oh wow and I felt so sad about oh. it because I was like that is worth so little to anyone who's not yeah. a gigging musical comedian <laughs> 
you like you'd have to be literally a gigging yeah. musical comedian. Like if you yeah if you play anything else, if you like aren't because uh, if you're just a musician, yeah. that wouldn't be a good enough instrument to use. <laughs> it's only good enough if you're a comedian who does a bit of a song. <laughs> and so I was like, it's worth nothing to you, but to me, it's like really, yeah. really yeah. set me back. And it's hard to find, because it has to be light enough to carry around everything. Yeah. So, I'm so sad. My money is uh. on uh, Rick Wakeman. <laughs> I mean, he has Wake- so many keyboards, doesn't he? That's a very dated reference, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> big keyboard guy now like I don't know Tim Minchin <gasps> yeah but he, oh, yeah. he goes for a grand piano right. now you know he's gone up yeah Ooh. this case just got blown wide open yes <laughs> he had to start somewhere he had to start cheap <gasps> what if these crimes were related what if it was somebody who saw your talent couldn't handle it they're like it's one sabotage oh my god and they've been following <laughs> you since I don't want to say that you're onto something here. <laughs> I think we run across this a lot on this podcast, though, where like obviously theft is something that people have been a victim of a lot. And in fact, it relates to our case. So well done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's that thing where when someone takes something that is worth nothing, yeah. but is worth everything to yeah. you. Yeah. I feel really like the clarinet wasn't so much theft and more left. <laughs> you kind of said it yourself you're like so I left it there got on the bus came back it wasn't there that's not your wardrobe like you yeah can't. to be fair but they did but we checked all the police stations and things like yeah, that like yeah. it wasn't like it how quick did you come yeah, back yeah. was it like at the end of school or? oh god when was it it was it was like we'd driven away okay and then we drove back. Oh, that feels like it's just... No, someone nicked Oh, that. my God. Yeah. Does anyone yeah. else see poor little Rachel looking out the back like the graduate? <laughs> I lost my clarinet again. <laughs> oh. It's heartbreaking. I know there's a lot of shit going on in the world, but this is... This is painful stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. We're all affected. One of the things that we always ask, I'm nervous because now we've identified a possible famous perp, is we ask, what would you say if the people who took these items were in the room right now? You have a chance to say whatever you want, carte blanche. Um, well, I'm going to set the clarinet aside. Tim! <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> but the keyboard... Yeah. You know, I think it's really important to just understand that people you know, are in difficult places in their lives and they might do things that they regret. But I'd say, fuck you. (laughs) You caused me so much trouble. Yeah. I couldn't afford to buy a new one. Yeah. Like, I had to save up to buy a new one. And what did it good did it do? They probably sold it on, like, a car boot sale for, like, one single pound. (laughs) Yeah. And it was such a shitty thing to do. I'd say... You were a dick. I don't know if you are now. Yeah. Maybe you're a better person now. But at the time, I need you to know that yeah. nine years ago, you were a real horror show. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, you took away from the world some mediocre musical parody. <laughs> <laughs> Which is unforgivable. Yeah. yeah. It is. The world happy. needs that. Yeah. Oh. Especially now. <laughs> <laughs> that was very heartfelt. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think we we don't want to. I don't want to make you top that with the clarinet person because that's we don't know what happened to the clarinet. Like somebody on that day found a clarinet. That was the best day of their life. Maybe like, it's fair. probably like the famous clarinet guy we're yeah. all talking about. I feel like about. that's a happier story. They're like, yeah. hey, free clarinet. Yeah. Now I can get that scholarship or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we, we all steal without realizing. Like, uh, tonight, this dress is a piece of shit, and it was, it's really staticky, so I stole some deodorant. I just sprayed it right up, right up my dress. Oh, was that to stop the static? We thought it was about your vagina. Oh. <laughs> we did. We did. Does deodorant That's stop the static? I love, does deodorant stop static? Is that why when I walked in, you're like, you can take the other dressing room? <laughs> Oh, Jesus. You and your vagina go in there. <laughs> Me and my... I like to call it my vestibule, am I right? <laughs> well. Now that we've wet our appetite for true crime, guys, this is how this works. I have the details of an actual true crime case. Um, I'm hosting this up, so the panelists have no idea what this case is. It's their job to try to unravel the details. 
Um, so let's see how they do. Um, just to sprinkle a bit of color, this cased, ha this cased, <laughs> vestibule, this case has theft, fleeing fugitives, and it even has a Hollywood star. <gasps> I know. They really are panto, I really like it. Who knew that panto noises were the best thing for my self-esteem all these years? All these years doing fucking headspace, meditation. Should have just listened to a panto audience. <laughs> Where's your self-esteem? It's behind you. <laughs> This crime involves the theft of an item which was worth a whopping $275,000 in 1959. Um, you'll find out what that item is worth today at the end, but first question for the detectives. Um, what could be worth $275,000 in 1959? Was it your self-esteem? <laughs> Ted is not that old, guys, it's fine. I can't work That's that what really okay. hurt. Context. 200 and what? $275,000 in 1959. Um, this is an item that was stolen. What a could it have been? diamond necklace. You are so on point. Ooh. It's a diamond ring. Yes. Very well good. Done. The new recruit is good. She is good. At the end of the day, the answer is always diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in the long era <laughs> with less money than I should have. <laughs> so it was a diamond ring and it was fucking massive. Now, I, I don't Oh my wear... God, is it Elizabeth Taylor? <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> we're, we, we're ruining this. Detective. Yeah. Again, I said that. I'm sorry. You have a new nickname. Detective, detective spoiler. But um, it's fine. Why don't we just go home? Let's just go to a bar. Is there a really big pub around here, like a giant one? No, it's fine. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, Wilkins. Now, I've got I a feeling it definitely isn't. I'm just trying to help. I'm trying to help. Okay. It doesn't matter, because that's not who the story is about. I don't wear my wedding bands anymore, but I wanted to talk about the size of diamonds. I don't wear them because I like to keep my options open. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My fingers are just too fat now. But I want to ask you guys, for the average non-Kardashian, yeah. what's a big size for a diamond? What do you, what do you think? Like, I don't know how you measure... Do you yeah, mean in I terms of us going like this? Paris. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if there's like... For the audience, Rachel held up her fingers an inch apart. <laughs> I don't know if there's an official sizing. Yeah, word. I don't know what the carrot thing is either. I know that 24 carat is good for gold. Is it? I'm like, I've heard of carrots. I don't know what's good or bad. Well, I think like half a carrot or a carrot is like, that's your basic engagement ring, right? And two carrots is like, that's a big fucking, like, we're in Long Island and it's a big ring, right? Oh, really? Two carrots is big. So what Good I want times. you, bear that in mind. <laughs> Again, I'm doing the pinchy thing too. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like, do you remember those kind of like, what were they, those ring pops? Do you oh, remember from the yes! 90s? I'm like, that's a big fucking diamond. Because that amazing. took ages to like eat. Yeah. Those, those were big. I wonder how many carrots those were. Ring pops. <laughs> like six carrots. I've, I've got one. I've got one. And Ooh, someone's married. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's very much not bitter about not being. It's like, I wish, I wish you'd been at the wedding. <laughs> Someone's got married. <laughs> Brilliant. It was lacking that. It was lacking. Go on, what's, what's yours though? some sarcasm. I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Sorry, it was my engagement ring. And it's like... I don't know anything about the size. Or was he just like, don't ask, don't ask, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is, it doesn't matter, it's fine. I didn't, Big one. I, didn't, I never thought I'd want a diamond ring, but I was wrong. <laughs> I actually love that you guys don't know much about this. Like, I respect no, I you don't know. so much more, and I really realise that I lived in New York for too long. Because <laughs> people are literally like, yeah, I'm engaged, yeah, three carrots, check it out. <laughs> Literally, oh. my friend, well, oh, I might have to cut this out. My friend got engaged and she handed it to me. She's divorced now. She handed, 
she handed me the ring and she's like, look at the shine on that. These are the people. I anyway. feel like the equi- I feel like in London, amongst like my <laughs> friends, the equivalent of like the New York diamond showing off is like how how like made up and weirdly artisanal it is. Ooh, so yeah. they're like, this ring is made out of the cardboard from the ticket from the first cinema stub we ever yeah. saw. You know what I mean? Or like, yeah. He designed it himself from a fence we manoeuvred over in a, the first car crash we had or something like <laughs> Like, the weirder the story, yeah. the more romantic it. Yeah. Like, and if it's a diamond, people are like, oh, <laughs> sorry yeah. about it. That's <laughs> like, so oh, true. That's true. It's like hipsters, hips, hips, hipsters, trash capitalism. Hiptis. <laughs> a hypnotist hipster, if you will. <laughs> I'm done. That was it. I wouldn't know. I don't have a wedding ring. (laughs) So, 275 grand in 1959. How many carats for the panel who has no fucking idea what that means do you think this diamond weighed? 19. Okay. Six. Six carats. Very big. Like 2,000. Is it 2,000? It's 2,000? I reckon a ring pop is about six carats. It was... (laughs) 33 carats. Mm-hmm. This Titanic. I'm the closest. Yeah, you were. Well done. This Titanic esque monstrosity belonged to, and I quote from the FBI's own website, an attractive woman. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wow. I'm, I'm not kidding. Named Vera Krupp. Even the goddamn FBI aren't above raiding a woman. Like, so the FBI, the Bureau, decided to give her eight out of ten, a nine if she wore lipstick. <laughs> That's bullshit. I am not surprised. Are you not surprised? No. On their actual website. The FBI suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hot take about the FBI from Wilkins. <laughs> Didn't know you have such... Strong views on American law enforcement. <laughs> I mean, apart from in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> they were really good in that. Do you think like they do it for the... Because like, the wanted in America, the FBI wanted thing, is yeah. like, it's pretty much it's 12 men. It's always men. And like, if, like Bin Laden, when he was up there, mm-hmm. underneath, do you think it's like, oh, a hipster dish? <laughs> like, it's got all that beard. Like, they wouldn't oh, do it. They have they? to rate them. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, maybe that's what 1 to 12 is. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not how many women they've not killed. Not that. <laughs> it's, um, so no. the bureaus, <laughs> the gauge of like, attractiveness word, has been released. No way, would, wouldn't. <laughs> Good Lord. So, Vera Krupp, she was an American baroness who inherited a shit ton of money that was not on the FBI website when she divorced a wealthy German industrialist. And again, I do quote from the FBI here, Krupp loved the ring and wore it everywhere, always snug on her finger. Who could blame her? <laughs> Did they let anyone write for their website? <laughs> it's like TMZ. Did they say who could blame her? Who could blame her? Literally. <laughs> I have it in quotes and I'm like, wait, FBI.gov. FBI.gov. It's like the FBI recruited Barbara Cartland to sex <laughs> up their dossiers. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. My God. Okay, anyway, that's by the by. Krupp lived 26 miles outside of Las Vegas, which is is arguably the only way to live in Las Vegas. (laughs) Outside of it. Um, At this point, she's divorced. She's living on a ranch. Um, She's living her best life. Guys, how do you think the ring was stolen? Because, okay, she's in the middle of nowhere. She's on a big ranch. What's the scenario? Chopped her finger off. Ooh. Whoa, whoa. You went right for it. Look, I've never been on this podcast before. <laughs> I thought I'd go big or go home. I love that you did that. Like, well, they said it's snug on her finger. Oh, so yes. You can't slip it off when she's sleeping or anything. Mm. And she would have been wearing it in her sleep probably. Yeah. So they said, Oh, wherever. man, the new recruit is good. She's so good. She pays attention to clues and everything. We hired her for her looks, <laughs> but it turns out, like... <laughs> yes! <laughs> Welcome to Macaroon! (laughs) (laughs) So, it was not quite that brutal, but very, very good thinking. No, I'm glad, I'm glad. Here's what happened. Three men knocked on her door one night 
just as Vera was finishing up dinner with the ranch foreman. Pause for speculation. Good speculation noise. (laughs) Does one dine with one's ranch foreman? Katie, you live in the country. What do you do with your ranch foreman? First of all, I would Google what is a ranch foreman. (laughs) And we do have the internet, so I can totally do that. And then I would, I presume if I have an issue on my ranch... Just the guy that runs the ranch. Oh, I'd be like, well, we don't have enough hot water, but I don't want to just go, dude, sort your fucking water. I'd be like, just come have a a little bit of cake. And, um, oh, by the way, could you fix the water? I don't know. I don't know. I'm out of my depth. Mm. I'm drunk. I just wanted (laughs) Katie... Can I just pause the podcast to ask... Because I am a bit drunk now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you always dr- are you always drunk? I mean, I vary it. You mean? Okay. Like, what do I tell my GP or? <laughs> we are professional though, so more yeah. more than we meant to when we thought of the idea. Anyway, <laughs> I'm enjoying it. The three. Ma- <laughs> The three men said that they wanted to pave her driveway. It's <laughs> not funny. That's not a euphemism. It's just... I mean, come on. I can't say it's pave her driveway. Season. It's panto <laughs> They forced their way in. They held off the foreman. They pinned Vera oh, down. No. And they ripped off the ring. Oh, I thought you were going to say ripped off the finger. To oh, the God. point... <laughs> To the point of drying blood. <gasps> oh, oh. Do you know what would have happened to me had somebody have done that? On my, I would have farted. Because, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I would have, and that would have been humiliating, wouldn't it? They've got my belongings and... That, mm. would, have, that would have bought you like 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, it would, have, would have knocked them all out. Oh, yes. Taking a whole new meaning to let one rip. <laughs> I've always got one in the tank, just in case. <laughs> of ring <laughs> you really got to protect that ring <laughs> which wait which one <laughs> what did they do next they've got the ring okay, what happens the next ring. <laughs> Rachel just leaned forward <laughs> they've got the ring they've mm. got the ring they run, run away Okay. Run, away, run away. That's yeah. a very good. That's a very. Do good they? I mean, guess. do they not? Do they kill people? Tie them up, maybe. No, I'd look. I'd look for more. I'd look for what? more stuff, right? Oh, it's like go yeah. big or go home. That's yeah, the, that's the motto of tonight. <laughs> that's right, Detective Butt stuff. Yes, thank you. That's exactly right. Thank you. <laughs> if you haven't listened to the podcast before, Detective Butt stuff is my uh, nickname. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> they. Oh, Katie's getting. <laughs> Every time. Not every time. Every time. She comes out with a jumper and then she's just like, oh, what? (laughs) No one will notice. It's fine. (laughs) So they tied up Vera and the foreman back to back with a lamp cord. Oh my God, back to back, like in every cartoon. Yes. (laughs) Genuinely. I know, I was kind of pleased about that detail. I'm like, oh, old crime, it's cute. They rifled through the house as though they knew it very well, Uh-oh. and they took off with a camera, a revolver, and seven hundred thousand dollars in cash. Someone's in on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who Someone has that in cash in their house? I know. That's worth like I don't know, like a billion dollars now. That's so much money. I don't want to blame the victim, but like Vera, baby, what are you doing with the <laughs> cash in your house? Are there no banks in Vegas? Maybe she doesn't trust them because women aren't allowed back. Were they allowed banks in 59? Yeah, they had to get like a male signature. That's why she's dining with the foreman. (sighs) He's like, I'll get you a bank if you give me meatloaf. (laughs) (laughs) Happens every day. That's worth a billion dollars. Yeah, they definitely, I think stealing a camera, I know that cameras Mm -hmm. were like more expensive, but to bother to steal a camera, it's like someone's gone, by the way, the camera's worth a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. It feels, very like, specific. That, it feels yeah. like there's intel. Mm-hmm. Definitely. From Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <laughs> she was known for that. So, uh, eventually, Vera and the Foreman... It doesn't sound like a band. I can't help it. <laughs> Vera and the Foreman! I love them. I love Whoa, them. Who's your favourite Foreman? <laughs> the drummer. <laughs> So they shook themselves free. She happened to have a battery-powered phone, which was dead, which sounds like a bad system. It sounds like an iPhone. Wait, like, a battery-powered yeah. phone? A battery-powered phone. In 1959? Yeah. I'm going to need to Google this. <laughs> You're going to do some strongly worded like, Googling. Seriously? That I thought it was odd. Yeah. yeah. That just doesn't... I don't know if it's because she was out in the middle of nowhere and the oh, signal was... Oh, she needed was, extra... Taylor's making up science. Um, <laughs> anyway. But, like, there was that, like, sorry, 1959. Yeah. It's, like, it's ten years from man landing on the moon. It's the, the year the first episode of The Twilight Zone came out. Just... <laughs> this is Katie's big... Wow. But do you know what I mean? Like battery yeah. powered phones doesn't that does sound like when you think of like in the eighties, those big bricks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe she had the first brick. I love this. Okay. Is the thing we're really sticking on, <laughs> guys. What about this phone, guys? The only reason I include that detail is because they had to drive all the way to the airport to alert the authorities. So okay. the three guys had some okay. time. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so um, this is also what I love about the FBI website is 90% of it is humble bragging. So I quote again... (laughs) We quickly got involved under the assumption, which later proved correct. <laughs> it's like bureau splaining, right? <laughs> which later proved correct that the stolen diamond would be transported across state lines. <gasps> like, okay, genius. Like, of course they're gonna take it out of state. Why would you stay in the same state with a diamond? Like, I'm not leaving Nevada. I was born here and I will sell my (laughs) stolen diamonds here. (laughs) Who does that? (laughs) Fucking FBI. Oh my God, they're going to be on me now, aren't they? This is how it happens. (sighs) Literally, not even from the podcast going out from right now, you've got a file. (gasps) Oh God, I'd love to feel that, like, important, wouldn't you? (laughs) FBI file. It's like Hannah is in her pajamas again. You've got one too, butt stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The butt stuff files. Yeah. Whoa, award-winning series. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes we brainstorm ideas here. So, okay. Um, so where did the thieves head? We know they went out of state. Well done, FBI. Wait, wait. What state are they in? They're in Nevada. Okay. I was about to say they head to Nevada. <laughs> I was like, I have Nevada in my head. I don't know why. <laughs> did someone say Nevada? I think they go to California. Ooh, okay. Ooh. That's good. And maybe then down, 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 down in the direction of Mexico. Mexico. Yes. Ooh. Okay. That works. I think they get to LA because of the Hollywood thing. Oh, that's coming oh up. nice, okay. nice. Yeah. Not only Rachel guess. listens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, butt stuff. Pulling it out of the bag. Pulling it out of the butt. That's good. That's good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I wish I had printed this in bigger font. <laughs> like, Could you pass me the 
Oh, yes. Okay. It's a trick question. Sort of. Not really. Um, what's a trick question? Okay. They drove in the most insane zigzag fashion you can imagine. Like, if you took an Uber and they did meth and just, like, drove around and tried to draw a sailboat, that's exactly what their route looked like. It's insane. We will post it when we post the episode. Um, yeah, it's just crazy. Did they um, um, still have that camera with them? Maybe they were doing a sort of pictorial journey <laughs> yeah, that they would later document in a scrapbook. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking oh, out loud. It was 1959's Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. That's maybe, really lovely. Yeah, it maybe they lovely. sent all the pictures to National Geographic. Yeah, they were like, let's make some money on the side. <laughs> That's a nice mountain. Yeah, we've only got that £700,000 in cash that we stole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we can do with another $70. Okay. Who's, paying, who's paying for breakfast? Not me. Quote from the FBI website. We were able to piece together the movements of the thieves from city to city. And then it said, follow their trial across this map below. Well, they misspelled... They misspelled trail. <laughs> it's not a trial. Someone got, like, excited, like, they go to trial, they go to trial. Oh, my God, I've just come. See? Trail. I told you guys, Silence of the Lambs is the only good FBI one. That's not the worst part of that <laughs> sentence. Follow their trail across this map below. The map is above on the website. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't mean... but. Oh, am I? Are my standards too high? But like, no. sort your shit out. I'm FBI. with you. I will forgive someone cutting a finger off, but bad admin. <laughs> bad admin. Come oh, on now. No, it's like can I run this website. Yeah, yeah, is it like Wikipedia? Like anyone can get involved. Like I have a gun. I'd like to help. Is that the FBI? Oh, yeah, anyway. it is. <laughs> Fucking J. Edgar Hoover. Don't get me started. Were there suspects? Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Yes, there were. The ex-husband's henchman. Ooh. It is a panto. <laughs> it was a known fugitive, John <gasps> William Hagenson, who was already wanted by the FBI for his connection to a similar robbery in California. <gasps> Now, Rachel, when you said California, you looked sort of like a psychic. Like, your eyes went still, and you looked at... Yes. She went... Did anyone notice that? So I was like, she can feel things. Like that? <laughs> exactly because like that. I don't want to say I am psychic, <laughs> but I am psychic. <laughs> did they get... John William Higginson. Well, he's a suspect. He's not guilty. What did they get him for questioning? Did they did they find him? They did 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 That feels like a name they've thrown out that they can pin it on. That is classic FBI. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I think they got him and they questioned him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then they were like, "This is easy to just say it was this guy. Then we don't have to do any more work." Hannah George, would you like to fart? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, uh, yes, because they. I feel like this story doesn't just end there. So yeah, I think they. I think they got yeah, it. Yeah, Elizabeth Taylor's okay. not in it yet. Yeah, uh, she's not going to be in it. It was a false flag. Yeah, <laughs> was I it threw you right off. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, Taylor made a face. Did they get him? You're goddamn right they do. This is the FBI. <laughs> he is tracked and arrested in Louisiana, but the ring is not in his possession. Ooh. And the accomplices are nowhere to be seen, so the FBI keep their ear to the ground about anyone trying to sell a large diamond. Now, when you see this thing, it's 33 carats. So I'm just picturing trying to sell that, like just going up to like cash for gold. Like, <laughs> I found a clarinet. And I found this. <laughs> Any interest in either one of them? <laughs> no. It's huge. Now, did they, did they make it into smaller bits? Because I saw a film, and I can't remember what it was, but they made a big thing into a smaller was thing. It oh, the Hannah snow? George. Hannah George. Was, she like likes I've to pretend. She likes to pretend that maybe she's not that clever. Is she onto something? She's onto something. <laughs> she onto something. 
She wants something currently. She something. She's not just butt stuff. She's other stuff. <laughs> the FBI had a network of informants across the country who were in with unscrupulous jewelers and dealers. <gasps> What a job that would be. Like, hey, my name's Sally. Can I hang out by your shop? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I could do that. I'm an unscrupulous jeweler. <laughs> I find that very hard to say. <laughs> unscrupulous. No, I can't say it's it. It's hard, isn't it? Everybody say unscrupulous jeweler at the same time. Three, two, one. Unscrupulous jeweler. That was awful, wasn't it? <laughs> It's pretty good. One guy was really confident. <laughs> Unscrupulous jeweler. It's not my first time. <laughs> Have you heard that thing of in, in a sort of a Glasgow accent trying to say purple burglar alarm? Ooh. No. <laughs> Try and say purple burglar alarm in a Glasgow accent. Glasgow. Pur- purple burglar alarm? No. <laughs> burglar alarm. Pur- purple burglar alarm. No, it's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> Can you do a Glaswegian accent? (laughs) Unscrupulous jeweler. That's good. Sorry, any Scottish people. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I feel like we've just (laughs) alienated everyone in. Mine's worse. It's fine. Just because it was higher. (laughs) Wait. Wait, sometimes if I do that, it helps me for some reason. <laughs> that's good, it's, that's, that's no longer racist, Purple. that's fine. Purple burglar! Um. Oh, Nailed it. Oh. And, and We're going to have such a good next Edinburgh. It's, <laughs> it's at this point of the show that there are probably eight to ten people who took a chance on the name. (laughs) And they're sitting there going like, what the fuck is this? I thought this was gonna be like a fun parody of old-fashioned detective show. What is this shit? And they're angry. And I like that. (laughs) Podcasts are about making people angry. So six weeks after the heist, the FBI get a tip-off about a man trying to sell the ring somewhere in the United States. Would you like to guess what the state was? California. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Female workplace. (laughs) Ooh, now available on a T-shirt. High-quality merch, organic cotton, fair trade. Order from us. Thanks. Hey, Rachel, do you guys ever drink before Austin Improv? <laughs> do we what? Do you... <laughs> I don't think it's called Austin Improv. <laughs> do, we drink be- do we drink before? Yeah, ostentatious. Mm, only after. Only after. We very yeah. occasionally drink before, but we're all really Profe- professional. You care about your jobs. <laughs> you I take... was going to say boring, but yeah. <laughs> Take it seriously. <laughs> you don't want to piss off those eight people that took a chance on the name. <sighs> so California, we're agreed. Okay, no. If it's not, it's not California. He can't go to California because he is wanted. New York, New York. Ooh, very good. Get very close, very close. It borders. It borders. It borders. Boston. What is the inferior New York, New Jersey? <laughs> is it New Jersey? Yes. I feel really bad for anyone who's listening who Edged lives out. in New Jersey. <laughs> they would call it an inferior New York. Come on. They know. <laughs> this lady they know. down here is, they know it. <laughs> they know it. <laughs> now, tell they know. me. They're aware. <laughs> They're aware. This guy is caught trying to sell this enormous diamond ring. What do you think he does for a living? Makes hats. <laughs> Katie, he does make hats, but only as a hobby. He's a, he's a jeweler for Tiffany's. Ooh, oh, oh that's better, God. that's better. Wow, she writes a better story than we actually have on the paper. <laughs> is he like, does he pretend that he's like, his fiance has like died or his wife has died? 
Ooh, that would be good. Ooh. And he's like, I've got this ring and it makes me so sad. I have to get rid of it for up to £300,000. And I'm really sad. <laughs> Maybe it's that. Yeah. Oh, I like that. The death That's tax good. guy. Well, the answer is this guy in New Jersey was a grocer. <gasps> what? <laughs> this shit writes itself. It's amazing. Like, hello, miss. Would you like some carrots? <laughs> I've got 33 of them in the back. <laughs> Cash oh, that's only. a really good code. It is. <laughs> I would end up buying 33 actual carrots. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like such a sucker for a salesman. I'd be like, I've just bought a juicer and yes, I can get, <laughs> I can get through 33 carrots. And they'd I'm be like, that's $700,000. <laughs> and you'd be like, it's steep. <laughs> but I don't like to argue, so yes, indeed. <laughs> now, we don't know much about this guy because he actually becomes an informant. And what I gather, it doesn't say this on their impeccable website, but if you're an informant, I think they sort of, they turn a blind eye, don't they? So I don't think they were like, is, oh, the, right. is this a soprano You situation? can't be prosecuted. Right. they're like, oh, right. he's got such great info. Yeah, because why is a grocer selling a giant... Right. Wait, so he's an informant? Did he he inform them about what he was doing? He No, he's... Look, Hannah, I can explain this super well. Am I confused? Listen, ready for this. This is the best explanation. He's Snape in Harry Potter. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. I know. So in the end, he's good. Yeah, okay. No. Oh. I know. Let's not get into the Harry Potter stuff later, though. Yeah. I know I'm going to alienate the room here. Is anyone else the guy who's never read or seen Harry Potter? Oh, for fuck's sake! There's a lot films, of the you have no excuse. <laughs> it's only nine hours of your life, come on. Wait, it's longer than that, isn't it? It's, long, it's 12 hours of your life. Do you know what? It's 21 hours because I'm planning a marathon over Christmas. <laughs> okay. Classic Ravenclaw. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's probably the nastiest thing anyone's ever said to me. Um, That's a Tom. compliment. They're really clever. So, I'm Hufflepuff. I know it's about a boy and his glasses. <laughs> How dare you? The gro- Okay, sorry. <laughs> so the grocer leads to... Leads them to one of Hagen's. <laughs> so hard to read. The grocer leads them to one of Hagen's accomplices, James Reeves or Reves or Reves. <laughs> Choose your own adventure. I don't know. <laughs> He's also arrested, and the ring is found in his coat pocket. Hannah George with its side baguette diamonds removed. (gasps) And that is the real crime, ladies and gentlemen. Don't remove the side baguettes. Baguettes? Baguettes. That's a sandwich. (laughs) It's not like you've got a ring with a massive kind of subway coming off it. I'm embarrassed that I've had so much about diamonds drilled into me, I can tell you about cuts, clarity. I thought there's a... Aftertaste. So a baguette is the name of the thing, like when you have a side diamond to your yeah, diamond. Yeah, it's the shape, which um, I think is an insult to a baguette, to be honest. What? Are the, I'm sorry, I'm still not clear. So, <laughs> the, the, so they found the ring. Yes, and the main diamond is still set, the but it had some the... side baguettes in there. Oh, oh right. Which yeah. is, I mean, that's what I do with baguettes. I'm like, it's a snack on the side. <laughs> were they also diamonds, or were they other other things? Yeah, because sometimes there are other stones. No, this was pure diamond. It was diamond okay. surrounded by other tiny diamonds. Did the FBI track down these random baguettes? I think they well, did. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you're asking it makes me think they would have wanted to brag about it, so probably. <laughs> mm. I think maybe they didn't, but they've maybe made it sound like they did. <laughs> or something. That's a very good guess. They actually did. Oh. They tracked down the I loose... win! You did win. <laughs> Classic Hufflepuff. No one expects me to be right. (laughs) (laughs) The diamonds are tracked down with the FBI network to a jeweler in St. Louis, and they're retrieved. So, guys, Vera gets her ring back. Yay! Yay, privilege. Yay, rich Vera. Long may 
she live? But, okay, like, to be fair, imagine how traumatic her experience was to have somebody break in and, and rip your jewelry off. And yeah. according to one source, after the trauma of the heist, she decided to live austerely. <gasps> wow. Can you just explain for the really dumb audience what that means? <laughs> What does it stand? It's when you li- live like Jane Austen, and I think Rachel would know the most oh. about that. To be fair, Jane Austen lived a pretty austere life. Yeah, yeah, she that's, did. Yeah. She was, you know, a vicar's daughter. She wasn't wealth. I mean, should I do a lecture about Jane Austen? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would. The floor enjoy is yours. It. <laughs> and I she, don't. You know, when she was taken, she was taken to Bath. Basically, right. they were like, "Oh shit, you're not married still." Um, so they took her to Bath you know, for a couple of years to try and get her married. And she hated all the social sort of, like, richness and the sort oh, of, really? like... Oh, really? Because she was used to, like, a simple life. Very simple life, yeah. yeah. Just in the countryside, little house, just had her book and her things, and nice it wasn't a wealthy life at all. Yeah. And is austere, is that named after Jane Austen? <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, is that a dumb thing to have said? Wait, cut it out! Cut it out! Yeah, so we don't I've know. I've never thought about that before. Is it not? Is it, I've just genuinely thought that I was living it is, poor. But <laughs> she's living poor. Oh, living but, poor. Oh, but cutting okay. back. And we don't know what that really meant for Vera Krupp, the woman with a 33 carat diamond. Maybe she was like, lobster once a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Except in the yeah. spring when it's in season. <laughs> Only so. a one carat diamond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Two other accomplices are arrested in conjunction with the heist. Are they found guilty? Well, yes. Of course they're found guilty. This is the U.S. of fucking A. (laughs) Higginson, who's the ringleader, actually wins an appeal, though. And I couldn't find out any more about him or about that because I had to pay for a New York Times subscription if I wanted to learn more, and I just wouldn't do it. A review called us well-researched the other day. (laughs) I know. And we've even been mentioned in the New York Times, and I still wouldn't pay for it. Somebody had to tell me. We got a screenshot from someone, yeah. You'd you'd, you'd never catch a Hufflepuff burning all these bridges. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's dead. I'm going to stop talking about that. (laughs) Comedy rule of three, and now it's done. Who cares about the ringleader when this has to do with a Hollywood star... It wound up purchased at auction by one actor and given to another as a present in 1968. What celebrity couple? Richard Burton and Elizabeth yes! Taylor! Yes! Well done, Katie Wilkins. Hooray! Very well done. I love this. We have so much in common because she's Elizabeth Taylor, I'm Taylor. She married a rich Welsh guy and I married a Welsh guy. <laughs> Richard bought the ring after Krupp's death for about $300,000. P.S. This isn't even the biggest diamond Burton bought Taylor. He bought her a 79-carat diamond. What are you compensating for, Dick? (laughs) For the record, my engagement ring was real small. (laughs) What a humble brag. But so artisanal. (laughs) It is full of sourdough. So the Krupp diamond was famous, obviously, because of this history, but Elizabeth Taylor wore it in movies, and she wore it, I don't know, around... There was an episode of The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm not sure that's the real ring. (laughs) I've got to crack on, because I don't want to cut into her time for the audience, but it was renamed the Elizabeth Taylor Diamond, and after Taylor's death, which is a weird sentence for me, it was... It was sold at auction in 2011. Final question, detectives. How much was this ring sold for in 2011? Two million. Okay. Okay. I think it's sad that it's named after Elizabeth Taylor after all that Vera went through with it. So I'm going to be calling it the Vera Diamond. Okay. (laughs) And the Vera Diamond, I think... I'm going to go three mil. Oh, okay. It is on. (laughs) (laughs) I think allowing for, like, what the money would naturally be with inflation... And the fact that Elizabeth Taylor owned it. Yeah. I'm going to go six. <gasps> okay. Ooh. Okay. It was sold for $8.8 million. <gasps> She's Rachel done it. Gryffindor's done it. I know about diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
So with today's inflation, its estimated worth is about 9.25 million, or in other words, the cost of a small studio flat in London. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, here's to a girl's best friend, and by that I mean a video entry system for your house. (laughs) We have seven minutes to invite one member of the audience to come up on stage and tell us if they've been the victim of a crime. Guys, we've had a good time. Please don't tell us something heroin. Come on up. Come on up. No, 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 no. You don't have to climb. You can use the stairs. Okay, body roll. Go. Yes! What's your name? Hello. I'm Laura. Hi, Laura. Oh, my God. Happy She has a big birthday girl badge. Yeah, she's a birthday girl badge. And we, we have a birthday card for you. Yay, surprise. Okay, go. Yeah. Um, so mine's actually quite similar to Rachel. I feel your pain in the um, things that are not meaningful, but also you're sad about them. Um, so I moved house recently, um, and I have a security camera outside. But when I moved house, I had a big wicker box that I wanted to get rid of. So I put it in my front garden because I drive the Ford KA, and I needed to like crush it down to take it to the tip because sure, sure. You know, the next day it had gone. The wicker box. Yeah, and I'd start on it. I'd started crushing it down um, to add insult to injury. Um, like something crunchy in your salad. Yeah, no, no, yeah. So I obviously I just moved house and I have a kitten and he was stressed. So he'd also peed in the wicker box. In the box, wicker box, which is part of the reason why I was getting rid of it. Um, Does anyone else love Laura more than you? Yeah, anyone? <laughs> for so a long time. Are you her mother? Oh, yay! Yay! Well, I, happy birthday to you. <laughs> this is really, this is your day. <laughs> were you there when the wicker box went missing? Or you were there when she was born? <laughs> I mean, where do you live? I live in Kent. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like what is what is a half crushed wicker box good for? Yep. And the answer coming to me is kindling. Oh, but it's covered in cat pee. As it's well. covered in cat pee. But would they know that when they stole it? Fuel. I, no, they knew that when they put it in the car about five minutes down the road. <laughs> <laughs> what would they steal that for? Someone who's going. And I, I, I mentioned. Are you sure? I you have just don't have really camera. considerate. Oh yeah, a security oh, camera. Oh, wait. Oh, so, well, yeah, yeah, I didn't. You know, I put the clues out there for the detective. You know. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> she's listened before. She's very Not good. Not Laura, you got to know. We're drunk. So, <laughs> so I watched it back and I saw a guy dragging it. It's Tim Minchin. A, a guy dragging it. And then, but then I couldn't, I obviously couldn't see his face or anything. So I, oh I, my I, God, and you I, saw a man dragging yeah. this thing. Was he a bin what man? What time? No. No. It was just a Sunday I afternoon. Just, I just feel like it's good <laughs> refuse. Like... <laughs> Like Kent's like quite no, nice. It's just, it's and it there are these men that keep taking my bags no. full of <laughs> things that I've used. Uh, yeah, I, I. Someone dragged. Wait, what time? Crushed. What time was this? Just a Sunday afternoon. A Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And I live in a cul-de-sac, so they must have like been walking. It wasn't like my house. You wouldn't like you could see it and be like, oh yeah, that's a great. No, box. he had been casing the joint. Mm. It's like, this is quality wicker. Now, I, am a I, mean, I mean, I'm from the Isle of Wight, ladies and gentlemen, and we know good wicker. <laughs> if you come to the Isle of Wight and have a Diet Coke, you're putting a wicker man. So, it's, um, I think he might have been a wicker man guy. Oh, <laughs> you know, I mean, he was a wicker, like a wicker man, man guy. Yeah, he was making a wicker man. That is the best explanation. That is very good. I think we've solved it, but also, Laura, happy birthday. And would you like a bottle of Prosecco on us? Yes! Laura, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you can go that way. You can go. There are some steps. Yeah. No, health and safety. Don't barrel roll off a stage. Come on. I've only That's done really that six case. times. Never again. I know. That was good. That's a I really think, good case. I think we gave her a lot of closure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we've definitely it's solved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope definitely. that's a salve for the blackmail as well. Um, <laughs> Rachel, I'd just like to say salve. <laughs> you do it well. Vestibule. <laughs> Rachel, we have just enough time to ask, what would you like to talk about? What have you got going on? What would you like to plug? Ooh! Ooh. Um, 
Because often there's nothing, and yet um, <laughs> I'd like to plug the fact that. Um, sorry, <laughs> really trying. Um, I'm going on tour next year. I know. I'm excited as well. I've finally written some new material. <laughs> Um, it's a show called All Change Please and it's starting um, in February and it's ending in June. So Ooh, nice. check out uh, <laughs> that. <laughs> my, my website, rachelparis.com. Yay! Yes! Rachel Paris, ladies and gentlemen. Rachel! We have been drug women solving crime. You have been amazing and we gotta get the fuck out of here or Stuart Lee will literally kill us all. Thank you so much. <laughs> Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then please write it in that review and we'll solve it. Thank you so much to ACAST for hosting us and thank you for listening. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.